Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Thursday edition of the program live and underway. Glad to have you and lots to get to today. Thanks for being with us. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today. A service of Honeybaked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, lots of news and notes to get to. Some big headlines today in this Thursday edition of the show. And I'm sure that most diehard IU fans that are listeners of this show know Xavier Johnson has been approved to receive a medical red shirt for this past season. He will be back on the IU roster for next season. And I think given his experience and success as an IU player, but also given where Indiana stands right now with the guard and wing positions out of the transfer portal, he is immediately, as you would expect, a huge, huge piece of the IU roster for next season as we begin to think about things for 23-24 and what they could look like for the Hoosiers. So Xavier Johnson is back. He'll wear the cream and crimson next season. That is obviously the biggest headline of the day, but we'll get to that and some recruiting notes and a couple football notes as well today coming up here in just a bit. Also later in the show on Thursdays, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall is always with me. That segment presented by Todd's Col- Todd Coleman's classic furniture and with Alex you'll be able to hear about Xavier Johnson's return and we'll talk about the transfer portal and we'll start to think about I guess the lineup for next season Um, it's clear there I think we have a a handful of the starters you could say are, are locked in when you think about what IU basketball could look like for next season. And so we'll chat uh, that situation with Alex when he's with us a little bit later today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also, the Thornton's text line is open. That number is real easy, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and Fire me a text, 502-414-1450. What are your thoughts on Xavier Johnson's return? Is he definitely the key cog for Indiana next season? What type of leadership and year do you expect him to have? And anything else about IU, basketball, football, local sports, whatever you want to send in, 
We'll do our best to work it into the show today. Again, 502-414-1450. Let's get into some headlines of the day, and let's start first with the big news on Xavier Johnson. He has received a medical red shirt, uh, medical waiver, I should say, to play in the upcoming 23-24 basketball season. Remember, back on December 17th at Kansas, he suffered a broken foot. At that time, Johnson was IU's third leading scorer. He was averaging just a shade under 10 points a game, 9.9 a game, also averaging just under five assists, 4.9 assists per game for Johnson when he went out. So his return, I tell you, it means IU's got a veteran guard, a veteran point guard coming back this season. If you look at Johnson's entire Division I career, it's pretty impressive. He's played 129 Division I games at point guard, 126 of 129 games, going all the way back to when he was a freshman. Uh, he started. He's been a starter. Uh, so he'll be one of the most experienced guards. I read this in a story yesterday, and I thought, is that true? He'll be one of the most experienced starting point guards in major college basketball this upcoming season, given the amount of starts and the amount of playing time that he's had since his freshman year. Johnson started all 45 games that he played in. He was active for at Indiana. And, of course, both of the years, Xavier has been at Indiana. They've made the NCAA tournament. He played 11 games last season, averaged 9.9 points, 4.9 assists, 3.3 rebounds, shot 37% from three-point range, 46.3% from two-point range, and 79.5% from from free-throw range, excuse me. And uh, over the past two years, 38.3% and 37% from the three-point line. He came to Indiana from Pittsburgh and known for his toughness, known for his defense. He's a big get for Indiana to add into the lineup for next year, given his experience in college basketball as a whole and given his experience at IU the last few seasons. So uh, that is a big boost, probably as big or bigger than any boost or any player IU could receive from the transfer portal, in my opinion. Uh, Kellel Ware, big man coming in. He's impressive. He should play a key role. You would think he would be a definite starter from day one as a sophomore in college basketball. Peyton Sparks, uh, the thought is probably more of a reserve, but a big guy. Uh, so obviously the guards and wings, that's an area of focus. And you've got Trey Galloway. There are others back as well, but some big shoes to fill with a number of guards departing the program Number one, Jalen hood Shafino, who is going to the NBA. There's no question he'll be an NBA player, but uh, big opportunities coming up for him. And uh, Xavier Johnson, back for Indiana. That's the big headline of the day. Also, A.J. Moye kind of had heard the last two or three days some rumblings about this. Uh, we mentioned on this show that he did visit Floyd Central High School and at one point was a candidate for the head boys basketball job at that school. Again, I know he had reached out to some people locally about if he took it, would they be interested in helping as an assistant? So obviously the interest was real, but it was announced yesterday that Moye is going to join Roger Powell's new staff that he's building at Valparaiso. So of course, Moye, one of the most beloved Hoosiers out there, he helped the IU team in 2022, excuse me, 2002, to a Final Four appearance. Uh, And, uh, of course, he played with Roger Powell. I didn't realize this in Germany. And uh, so an interesting connection there. But Moye has been in California. 
He's been a big-time trainer, also been a high school basketball coach at a few different schools in the area. Boye's training resume includes a number of NBA players, Nick Young, Drew Holiday, a couple of those guys, and also some big-time college basketball players as well. He also, I did not know this, I was reading a story on his decision to join the Valpo staff. He worked with Kobe Bryant at his Mamba Sports Academy out in California for a period of time there as well. So A.J. Moye not coming to Floyd Central, instead going to Valpo to be an assistant coach for Roger Powell as he builds his staff there. So I was really hoping. I think he would have been really a good addition to the area. He's a good guy and, again, a beloved Hoosier. And, yes, his coaching background has been more of a training situation, but he would have brought a lot of excitement to Floyd Central's program, that's for sure, uh, but unfortunately not working out. He's going to go the college route and begin his career as a college assistant at Valpo next season. A couple IU football notes. Uh, TCU offensive lineman, his name is Noah Boltikoff. He has committed to IU uh, from the transfer portal. Just three months or so ago, Boltikoff was playing in the national championship game, and now he'll be headed to Bloomington to be an Indiana Hoosier next year. Six foot five, 306 pounds, offensive lineman from TCU. He posted his decision yesterday morning that he's committed to the Hoosiers and ready to get to work. So a big, adi- a big addition for Indiana football as we think about what the roster will be like for them next season. Also, this is a crazy headline I saw yesterday as well. Running back Samson James. Do you remember him? He is back with Indiana football, according to an Instagram post that he put out on Sunday evening. It was a photo of him with an IU football uniform and helmet on. He said in the post committed, uh, he's 22 years old. He's been admitted to IU and will be a walk-on with the football program. This was all first reported by Zach Osterman, our friend from the Indianapolis Star. You might remember James played two seasons at Indiana as a freshman and sophomore back in 19 and 20, and then he entered the transfer portal in 19, decided to return to IU in 20, uh, then entered the transfer portal again after the 20 season and transferred to Purdue and was there the last two seasons but never saw the field. In fact, he was ineligible for the 2021 season. So just a crazy college football journey for James, who coming out of Avon High School in the metropolitan Indianapolis area, uh, committed to Ohio State as a four-star running back and uh, flipped his commitment to play for the Hoosiers, of course, before reporting to the Ohio State campus. But a big pickup for the uh, Hoosiers football program, I guess. I mean, a talented player, hasn't played for a few seasons, but definitely a big name, and he'll be a walk-on next season for Indiana. So pretty interesting stuff there. Locally, high school baseball, high school softball rolls along. I saw New Albany, a big winner last night. 15-0 over Clarksville and Jeffersonville. They hung tough but lost to Jasper. Of course, Jasper always a great program in Southern Indiana High School baseball, but uh, the Red Devils lost last night as well. Floyd Central still playing good baseball. I've got them pegged at least right now as we head into May, the final month of the regular season. The sectional takes place late in May near the holiday weekend. I've got the Highlanders pegged as the favorite in the 4A baseball sectional. That's a look at the headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. Thornton's text line is open 502-414-1450. Again, 502 502- 
414-1450. i tell you what, I've not said anything about this on this program because we are predominantly all about sports. Uh, I keep it to IU. I keep it to local high school sports for the, for the most part. But I do want to mention former Floyd Central coach Todd Sturgeon uh, and his wife, Lisa, great people. They were on an NBC Today show interview this morning, obviously talking about their son, Connor Sturgeon, uh, who was uh, the shooter and just an absolute tragedy at the bank in Louisville a week and a half or so ago, and absolutely heartbreaking to see Coach Sturgeon and his wife in that situation being up front, being honest, talking about family situation there. And I've had a lot of thoughts and a lot of prayers for that family. I have really enjoyed just a tremendous relationship with Coach Sturgeon, uh, some of those New Albany Floyd Central battles over the years, which were just so fun to be part of. On this radio show, Coach Sturgeon has been a great friend to us uh, during his time as the Floyd Central head coach. And even in retirement from coaching, uh, we stayed in touch and we're working on some things together. And uh, just so sad to see the situation all the way around. But my heart breaks for that family, of course, as it does the families of the victims in that shooting in Louisville. But I haven't had a chance to read to, to watch it yet. I've had a number of text messages about it that it's just a really tough thing to watch his parents talk about this stuff and be just so brutally honest. But I can't imagine what those two are going through. Can't imagine what the families of the victims going through. When something hits close to home in Louisville and it's a family from this side of the river, it's just absolutely heartbreaking. So just wanted to mention that. I'll try to watch that at some point. I know it's tough. It's going to be tough to watch. But uh, my thoughts and prayers to so many people uh, around that uh, situation, involved in that situation, and, of course, Coach Sturgeon and his wife at the top of the list. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with more, including a chat with Alex Bozich, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Got a couple texts on the Thornton's text line. Get your questions in. I'll relay them to Alex, 502-414-1450. Again, 502 502- 414-1450. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Thursday edition of the program. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, my guest. This segment each week is brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations. They've got two in downtown New Albany and their newest location on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Alex, welcome in. I think the news of the day, the headline of the day, is obviously Xavier Johnson. We now know that he is back at Indiana for another season, and he, for many reasons, is going to be a key cog in the IU rotation, in the IU backcourt for next year. Yeah, I think most of us were uh, 
operating on the assumption that his waiver, uh, his medical hardship waiver, was going to be approved. But nonetheless, um, the, kind of the longer it went, people were, uh, you know, fans were growing a little bit antsy and wondering uh, when exactly the news would come. And sure enough, yesterday afternoon, kind of out of the blue, uh, get the tweet from Xavier Johnson and IU, obviously, uh, announcing that, that he's going to be uh, able to come back next season. I, you know, I... Um, it obviously uh, is important uh, for Indiana. Uh, on paper, he's probably you know the best returning player on the roster, and to have uh, the point guard position solidified, I think really uh, helps helps with the uh, you know the roster taking shape for next year. Having him and, and the Gabe Cups as, as the backup, I think you, you know if you're the coaching staff, you can kind of check that box and say, hey, we're pretty well set there. And then you look at in the front court with uh, Malik Renew and Khalil Ware and Peyton Sparks. I think you feel pretty good about that. So Indiana's, you know, slowly uh, but surely here moving along uh, this spring, uh, getting its roster solidified uh, for next season. And obviously uh, having Xavier Johnson back is, is a key piece of that. Alex Bozich inside the hall. Alex, let's go to the Thornton's text line. I know we're going to get back to Xavier Johnson, but I do want to get this texter's question on to you. Just your thoughts. Could Anthony Leal transform into that three-point shooter we need for next season as an experienced upperclassman? Your thoughts on that, Alex? I mean, could he? Sure. Uh, will he? I- I'd say it's very unlikely. I mean, he didn't even take a... I, I, you know, I was going through that today. I was, you know, as you know, Matt, we do the player-by-player recaps, and I wrote his up today. He didn't take a shot the whole season last year. That's hard to really hard to fathom, but he did not attempt a shot in the field of the entire season. Um, so wow. his uh, his role really kind of been uh, hard for me to understand. Um, I don't know if it's just based on the fact that they don't think he can help them uh, in terms of you know, getting on the floor or uh, there's just other better players, but you look at his minutes have gone down Every year, you know, he started out obviously his first year was under Archie Miller, and then he played you know, the last two under Mike Woodson. Last year, he plays in 11 total games, basically all mop up minutes, doesn't take a shot. Uh, it's hard to project anything from him uh, moving forward just because I think it, it just seems like, you know, Indiana's not going to play him, and he, it doesn't seem like he's necessarily. Uh, having a problem with that role. I mean, so, a lot of guys you'd see if they didn't play that much uh, would go somewhere else and look to play. But the fact that he's from Bloomington, he's obviously got NIL things that are going on and uh, have been a positive for him. Uh, you know, one of the really so good stories last year of the season was him being able to pay off his sister student loans with NIL money. But in terms of his on-court impact, it's been really minimal. And I just don't think there's any way you could look at what he did last year and say, there's going to be a role for him uh, on the court next year. Um, you know, I think there's obviously something uh, there talent-wise. I mean, Matt, you uh, were there for a lot of those high school games where he played for Bloomington South and played New Albany, I think, one year in the uh, regional or semi-state, one of those. And yeah, he was a uh, you know a solid player. He ended up winning Mr. Basketball in Indiana. But in terms of his development at the college level, just haven't 
really seen much to this point, and I think at this point uh, you'd be taking a huge leap of faith to project that he's going to do anything uh, on the court uh, from this point on. My, my guess is he's going to be back next year in Indiana, obviously, at the end of the bench would be my projection, and it'll be his fourth year, and it'll probably be uh, the end of the end of the road. I mean, he well, he does have an extra COVID year, but I don't think from um, a basketball perspective it would make much sense that you know he'd be on the team uh, beyond next season. And uh, right now, I just don't see any clear path to him having a any significant role on the court. Yeah, I agree. I tell you what, he really is in a sweet spot. I think you touched on it, but being a Bloomington guy and taking advantage of NIL as Indiana, one of the few programs where a bench former that did not take a shot, which I did not realize that until you said it, the entire season last year could have a, seems like, pretty decent income from NIL opportunities. He's selling houses. Is that correct? Since we're talking about Anthony, he's a, yeah. a realtor. Is that correct? That's Yeah, that's the kind of what I've gathered. And, and I think it's fine too. Like, it, you know, if he's happy with his role on the team and this is kind of what he wants to do, and he's happy, I mean, you, you're going to have 13 scholarship players on both uh, on most teams. And so, um, there, there's going to be guys that don't play. Um, and he's obviously somebody that's well liked in the community. He's well liked by his teammates. He seems to be really well liked by the coaching staff. He's always smiling on the bench, having fun. And so, I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with kind of what his role is as long as all parties involved are, are happy with it. I mean, you have to have a 12th or a 13th guy, and how many teams really have somebody that, you know, was a, a four-star recruit out of high school and was a Mr. Basketball. I, I, to me, it's just a little bit more um, puzzling the fact that um, he wouldn't, he doesn't seem to bothered by the lack of minutes. You know, obviously he's home in Bloomington, a place that he loves and is happy being there. I just, you know, a lot of guys in that situation would would probably want to get a chance to play. But, you know, um, his career uh, after IU is obviously not going to be in basketball. He's got other things lined up. So uh, if, if his things are going well with NIL and he's able to do the real estate thing and also have uh, – spot on the team I mean I, I guess it, it all makes sense from that standpoint Alex Bozich inside the hall this segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's classic furniture got to get back to Xavier Johnson for just a minute we talked about his return and how important it will be for the IU roster for next season but I feel like you know he's as big as any guard that Indiana could get out of the transfer portal because of the success that he's had and now the experience that he's got with Coach Woodson in Bloomington. But I tell you what, I think his uh, medical uh, redshirt approval means even more this week than maybe what it would have meant had Indiana landed Chris Ledlam and Dalton Connect and some other targets from the transfer portal because those have kind of gone awry for Indiana at least up to this point getting Xavier officially back in the fold, which I'm sure that Xavier and the school has probably known or had a great feel that he would be back regardless. But I think this confirmation yesterday means a lot more given Indiana's current status with guards in the portal than what it could have been. Right. I mean, the alternative was, you know, if he doesn't get the waiver, then all of a sudden you're going, uh, you're at the point where you need four players at that point just to fill out the all 13 scholarships and you're not going to go in the portal and get somebody in all likelihood at the point guard position who's better than Xavier Johnson. So 
you know, I, you know, looking at the point guard position in the Big Ten, it wasn't that great last year, uh, top to bottom. And he, on paper, going into the season, was one of the two or three best point guards in the league. And, you know, his injury is a broken foot, so that's something that definitely can, can heal and he can be 100% going into next year. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be considered one of the two or three best point guards entering next season in the league. And he's he's that dynamic of a player when he's on. Um, you know, I, I think for him... It's going to be obviously an adjustment without Puchifino there and, and, and Trace not having him. Uh, there's going to be more probably on on uh, on X's shoulders. But you know, I from an Indiana perspective at this point in the game, um, you, you know, you're trying to fill out your roster with talented pieces, and uh, it would have been a major blow if he was was not able to return. So I think it's it's got to be looked at as a a big, big positive that he's going to be back, and, and you've now got somebody in that spot that you know you can rely upon, and you know kind of what you're going to get from him as a player. Alex Bozich inside the hall. Alex, uh, thinking about the transfer portal, I know that Indiana's missed on some guys, but is there any leads? Uh, do we know where Indiana's working and fighting in the portal recruiting players to, to try to assist that situation because it seemed like all the big names that we've talked about, focused about so long are, are now off the board. Yeah, I mean, they're they're obviously working. Um, I, I think um, in terms of it playing out publicly, I, I don't know that we're going to see that again uh, right now because, um, you know, this is just me guessing and not necessarily what I know for sure, but – I don't necessarily think the way it played out with Ludlam and Connect was the best from a PR perspective. Just the fact that you know it it looked like they were obviously the leader for for Ludlam, as a lot of people said. Whether that was actually true, um, who knows? Um, but a lot of this stuff is just so fluid and and so fast moving. I think playing it a little bit closer to the vest moving forward is probably a better. Uh, tactic for Indiana and quite frankly for a lot of programs because um, you know if it gets out there that, that this is the, like this is the guy you really want and this guy's probably going to come and then it ends up that they don't commit uh, what's the upside um, from you know the the school's perspective to to kind of uh, make things you know it just kind of sets the fan base into a little bit of a panic so I, you know, like I said, this is just kind of me um, speculating a little bit, but um, I know they're they're going after players, so uh, the approach I think has been changed a little bit to where it's maybe not going to play out as publicly. But they've got clear needs on this roster that they have to fill. Uh, to me, they need a wing, they need a guard, they need probably uh, to, to land at least a couple more players. I mean, it'd be, I think, fine to go into the season with 12 scholarship players, but right now they're at 10, and they need uh, minimum to me two more. So uh, I think it's a given that they're they're active with some guys. I just don't know that, that we're necessarily going to see it play out as publicly as we did with guys like Peyton Sparks and Khalil Ware and then Ledlam and Connect, who, you know, Connect, there was a lot of talk about him. He never actually even made it to campus for a visit. So, I, you know, I I fall more in the camp of now with recruiting. I think we've talked about this before, Matt. With, with visits being opened back up and all the restrictions that, that there were during COVID, 
being gone, uh, I, you know, I don't really look at somebody as a serious candidate to come to any school until they actually step foot on the campus and visit. I mean, that's you're not going to see guys just committing to a school without visiting. So, you know, Ludlam, I got the hype a little bit more about that one, but Connect, it was kind of more of just obviously Indiana was interested and tried to get him on a visit, but he actually never even came to campus. So, um, you know, I think you have to watch and see who actually makes it in for a visit and then go from there in terms of who they're serious about and who's actually serious about them because – Sometimes uh, interest in the transfer portal um, doesn't go both ways. I mean, Jalen Deloach was a guy who, you know, I think really wanted to visit Indiana and really wanted to, you know, look harder at the school. And I think once they got the commitments from Ware and, and Sparks, the interest kind of waned there. And the, the same thing with uh, Connect was kind of more, seemed like Indiana was a little bit more interested in him than he was in them. So I'd keep an eye on who actually gets it gets on campus for a visit, and the fact that we're sitting here on April 27th still talking about the transfer portal honestly doesn't surprise me. Um, There's still, what, 14 days, I think, to enter your name into the portal. Um, I think you're going to see more names go in here over these next couple weeks, and that, that May 11th deadline is also not a deadline for guys to actually commit. So what you're going to see is, more names go in before then, uh, but I think it may be the end of May and early June before you actually see most of these schools completely fill out the roster. That's how long it's going to take in a lot of these cases. Alex, for the reasons you just said, that's why the Ledlam uh, decision to go to UT to Tennessee, I thought was a little surprising, but also really hurt Indiana because he was on campus and they had had such for a portal recruitment along relationship with him but i agree until a player steps on campus uh even in the portal world i, I think that th- that's when they become a legit prospect uh hence why uh, ledlam was a big loss for indiana texter said and we just covered this is there any big transfer portal names left on wings that could help this season they are really lacking on shooters and scores so i'll take the second part of their text and ask you a question from that does the concern is there a major concern should there be a major concern at this point about the lack of shooters and scores on this iu roster currently or do you think you have to hold judgment hold uh, reservations until we get through this next wave of portal possibly entries and commitments um you know it's a concern right now because uh it's it's still a glaring need but um i think more than anything else um there's going to have to – you have to wait a little bit to uh, to see how it all plays out. And, and Matt, I do want to just give you a little bit of breaking news. Um, you know, I can, I can share it now that, uh, that Anthony Walker, the uh, the transfer from Miami, he's a, big, he's a power forward. He's on campus right now uh, for, for, uh, for an official visit in Indiana. So um, that – there you go. You want a visitor that's on campus, uh, there you go. Anthony Walker, uh, he's a he's – a, power forward with one year eligibility remaining he is uh, on campus now at indiana for an official visit and this is the anthony walker that indiana the same miami team that eliminated the hoosiers from the tournament that's correct um he um you know he's played four years at miami 
I think averaged a little less than three points this year, but he's got ties uh, to the DNV. I think Kenya Walker, um, or Kenya Hunter, excuse me, saying Walker there because of his last name. Um, he uh, played a big part in Indiana getting involved uh, with, with that situation. Um, so there you go. There's, there's a visitor uh, that's actually on campus for the Hoosiers. Looks like Walker played in 37 games last season for Miami during their program's first-ever Final Four run, scored 2.8 points per game off the bench. As Alex said, one season of eligibility remaining for Anthony Walker. So uh, there you go. As Alex said, some breaking news and a visitor in Bloomington right now. Alex Bozich, my guest inside the hall. Alex, NBA playoffs. I want to cover that with you for just a moment. I don't know how much Mm -hmm. you pay attention, but kind of a surprise to see Milwaukee, the overall number one seed, go out. And then from an IU perspective, Vic Depot, I don't think I've mentioned this yet this week on the show, but just another unfortunate injury. He's really had some injury problems in recent years and now with Miami, but uh, kind of a wild and wacky playoff so far, and I know everybody hates to see, especially Indiana fans, Oladipo go out again. Yeah, it's been really an unfortunate turn here these last couple years. Um for his career, just in terms of being able to stay healthy um, and and be able to to play, I mean, I think there was a lot of hope that when he went to Miami, he'd kind of be able to rejuvenate his career. He turned down um, that 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 really significant contract um, from from the Pacers, and I think he kind of bet on himself. And in some of those cases, it doesn't really necessarily work out. Um, for that and with Old Depot, that's unfortunately been the case. And, and I was really hopeful uh, that, that this year that he would be able to be a big part of the Heat's playoff run, him and him and Zeller kind of being down there together and being on the same team. But watching what the Heat have been able to do now with, with all the injuries that they've had, I mean, Tyler Hero goes out with a broken hand and, and Old Depot obviously is, is now out. Um, it's it's been remarkable to see them uh, be able uh, to take out the the Bucks here in five games, which they did. I don't think many people at all were expecting that. And but with Vic, I mean, I, yeah, I just don't know kind of what what's next um, for him in terms of his career, and, and will he be able to uh, kind of have another chapter in his career? I mean, he was kind of I know he's got a player option for next year, so he'll get that that money, but I, I don't, I just don't know that he's going to be in the league beyond the next couple of years if, if he's not able uh, to stay healthy. So just a very unfortunate situation. He's a guy that, you know, I've always really enjoyed watching play over the years and uh, has been somebody who um, I think has been uh, just really good for the Indiana program based on what he was able to do in his time there being the kind of the runner up for national player of the year, being such a high draft pick and, uh, just a guy that was always smiling, playing basketball, and just to see his 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 uh, career now these last couple of years with all the injuries has been really unfortunate. And uh, he was somebody that, for, as a media member that I always uh, enjoyed interacting with and and talking to. So uh, hopefully he's able to get healthy again uh, and 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 move forward from there. Absolutely, Alex Bozich inside the hall. This segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex, thanks for the chat, and also thanks for the breaking news on Anthony Walker being on campus. Appreciate that. Absolutely, Matt. Have a good day, and we'll talk again next week. 
All right, this segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations. They've got the two long-standing locations in downtown New Albany and their newest location on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. And one other note to mention, getting back to Anthony Walker here, and I've got the, the, the story pulled up or some more details pulled up on him, but Walker, he's played four years, so this is his COVID year that he would transfer potentially to Indiana for. An athletic forward, he's six foot nine, so he doesn't help with the guard, the wing situation right now with Indiana, but it is another big guy, an athletic, long stretch type player. Walker's best season was when he was a sophomore at Miami that year. He averaged 9.6 points. 4.7 rebounds, almost one block a game, and 0.7 steals per game. He started 16 games his sophomore season, and that year averaged 26.4 minutes a game. His production, and really it looks like his overall minutes, has went down as Miami geared up and got that final four run. So some just really quick reading on Walker, uh, an intriguing player, an intriguing prospect, but he doesn't have any kind of just major um, stats or anything that just make you say, wow, to be quite honest. He came from Brewster Academy, which is a prep school power in New Hampshire. He was a three-star prospect coming out of high, uh, high school as prep school. And he helped Brewster win the national prep championship, and uh, that's kind of a little bit about him. So, but as a senior, 2.8 points, 1.2 rebounds, 0.2 blocks, 0.3 steals, 0.3 assists for Miami in their final four runs. So as Alex just said, if someone is on campus, you can make that an immediate, I think, big-time prospect that Indiana has a legit chance to land as opposed to just a name like an L. Ellis that they were mentioned with or even a Dalton Connect that Indiana was very mentioned with. Uh, but when they enter a campus, when they come to campus, that tells you there's a real, real serious connection there. So Anthony Walker uh, would be his fifth year of college basketball in Bloomington now today for an official visit with Coach Woodson and the staff uh, there at Indiana. So a little bit of breaking news to bring you today here on the show. Don't forget the Big X Sports Radio golf cards are now available. Lots of Southern Indiana courses on the card once again this year. This year's card features Park Mammoth down in the Bowling Green area, Old Capitol Golf Club in Cordon, Elk Run in Jeffersonville, Valley View in Floyd's Knobs, Wooded View in Clarksville, and Christmas Lake down in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Supply is limited. Get yours today. BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. To a quick commercial break we go. We'll be back with more and wrap things up for this Thursday program. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, 
back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Thursday program. Alex Bozich with us a little earlier, a little breaking news that Anthony Walker uh, from Miami, who has played four years there with one year remaining on campus in Bloomington, taking a visit right now. So perhaps tomorrow when we talk, Indiana has a commitment out of the transfer portal. and uh, But just not what I expected to the, the next target that emerged to be. I thought it would be a guard, a wing, uh, a shooter perhaps, or someone that at least had some stats that portrayed that they were a shooter. Uh, Justin Kalen, producer of this show, any thoughts? Are you excited about Anthony Walker? I don't know my reaction here as we just got this news from Alex. An athletic forward, uh, lots of size, lots of length, but he doesn't have a solid stat line to back up um, maybe that to get really excited about it. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, so help me out. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't know how to feel either, really, if I'm being honest here, because it's they've gotten two really bigs out of the transfer portal already. But we've talked about it. You need to replace Trace Jackson Davis and even Race Thompson to a certain extent. So how do you replace those guys? I guess you just go out and get every big one in the transfer portal. I mean, that's he would be the third one if he were to commit. So I guess if you put piece all three of those together, they may equal one Trace. But, yeah, it's – I. I would like to see them start going after more guard play as well. Of course, the Xavier Johnson coming back is a big factor into next year's team, so you, guard play doesn't seem as important, but you still need guys to help the Xavier Johnsons and the Trey Galloways of the world because you've got to replace Tamar Bates and Geronimo as well. So, yeah, I mean, just go out and get everybody, but, yeah, start talking to some guards, please, for the sanity of us Indiana fans. Absolutely, yeah. There, there, And there have to be guards. Alex mentioned maybe a – quieter approach where you don't hear as much or know exactly who Indiana is going after. But there have to be, right, some guards that they are actively pursuing, even though they might not be some of the elite-level guards that were in the portal. I think going back to our conversation with Alex again, that there will be more names enter the portal. C.J. Frederick, I don't know that I would put him at an elite level, but he just recently entered the portal from Kentucky, and I know he's already, I think, made his decision, made a commitment. But Indiana's got to be talking to some guards. We just don't know who they are. Yeah, C.J. Frederick going to Cincinnati, by the way. Yeah, you actually surprised me earlier, Matt, when you said something talking to Alex Bozich. I I did not know that L. Ellis was ever on the radar for Indiana, so – that oh, kinda, lightly. The, okay, very lightly. Okay, that, yeah. I was going to say, that kind of worries me. Hopefully we avoid guys like that in the transfer portal. Uh, yeah, just just go out and get some get some guys. Yeah, yeah, be interesting to see. So Anthony Walker in Bloomington now for a visit. We do know that according to multiple reports that are out there. We'll see how this thing progresses. I do think when a player gets to the campus, gets on campus, there's obviously that chance of a commitment, especially – for someone in the portal. And I've tried to find who else is after him and if he's taken any other visits since I know he entered the portal April 6th is when I saw a news report. So he's been in there now for three weeks or so. But uh, I don't know where else he's been, if he's been anywhere, and who else is interested. So uh, we'll find out more about him in one way or the other, whether he's committed or not. We'll have more on Anthony Walker of Miami when we have our Thursday program. Don't forget, if you ever miss the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find us there. Love our live listeners that are with us daily at 11 
a.m. on the Big X, but appreciate all of you that are able to be with us, even if it's podcast on demand at your convenience. And whether you're local here in southern Indiana or Louisville, or I hear from some of you that listen from across the country and occasionally from across the world, we appreciate you being with us here on the Hoosier Report. Don't forget, you can always text the show. The number during the 11 a.m. hour is 502 414 1450 again 502-414-1450 and we'll be back friday at 11 a.m for the final show of the week as we wrap things up and talk more about anthony walker from miami that's one thing you can count on for our friday program dylan wallace sports editor of the seymour tribune kyle deadenrip of the indianapolis star they'll be with us as well have a great thursday we'll chat tomorrow at 11 this is the hoosier report with matt dennison 